Bible says, through words, the world was framed. In fact, when you go to Genesis 1, how the things in the earth operate were from the words God used to frame the world. And in your life, your words will frame your life. If you, if you make it a habit to speak according to your circumstances and how things are bad, that is what you'll be programming your life to go in. Because God is not expecting you to just speak what you are seeing. He's expecting you to place priority on speaking what you want your life to be like. That is why he tells you to speak his word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You have that power to set into motion, into establishment, those things that your life is supposed to be like. And you have to have the conviction of these things. The reason why some people's words don't work is because they have not understood the power behind their words and they don't have the conviction. Then again, in James 3, we are shown through an illustration how that the same way beats control horses and the direction they go in, that's the same way whatever words are kept in our mouth control the direction we are headed in life. Are you here, somebody? Welcome, precious one. The message you're about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned and God bless you. Thank you, Father. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. The atmosphere is saturated. Say to yourself, I'm not leaving this place to say the same today. I'm not leaving here the same today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We've been on our series for some time now. We've, we've learned a number of things during this period, praise God, about the importance of words, what words are, what, what words mean, a number of things that words are, praise God. And last week, when we got to identifying the number of, the number of things that words are, we mentioned that words are life or death, amen. We also said that words are seeds, as seeds they grow, they fill us, their content, praise God. And we said that words are directions. That's what we got. Words are directions. And we said that every man's life will go in the direction of his words. All right? Every man's life will go in the direction of his words. Every man's life will eventually go in the direction of his words. So if your words are on the are chartered on the path of failure, that is what you, you are going to eventually end up at. Jesus said in Matthew 12, he said, By thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. It's very interesting. And please know the person who was talking. It's God who was talking. He should have told us that by our actions we'll be condemned. Or he should have told us that by our actions we'll be justified. But he knows better. He says, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. He's just trying to let us know how important this thing called words are. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And in past uh, series, um, past sessions, I've told you, mentioned to you how that words are spirit and man is also a spirit. So words form the constituents of your personality. Words form the constituents of your person. They play a vital role in your spiritual makeup. You see? They play a vital role in your spiritual makeup. Words can make you or words can break you. A lot of people are the way they are today because they are a composition of all kinds of 
unhealthy words, whether words that came from their parents or came from friends or that came from the enemy, that have come together, coagulated and come together and formed a personality. And so they are a bundle of walking words of failure or walking words of depression or destruction. The God of the universe and the God that made us calls himself the word. And I explained to you from the scriptures that man was made from words. And so there is something important and vital that God wants us to understand when it comes to words. Because the realm of the spirit has its rules, its principles and its laws. And whether or not they look like they are big or they are, you know, great, they abide by those laws. So we, we got to the point where we said words are directions and every man's life will end up going in the direction of his words. James chapter 3. Let's go there quick. Book of James chapter 3. Let's start from verse 1. I'm going to read from the New English Translation. Praise God. Are you there? James 3 verse 1. The Bible says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we will be judged more strictly. I don't know if you are going to this. Verse 2. He says, For we all stumble in many ways. However, if someone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect individual, able to control the entire body as well. Wow. 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 This is powerful. He says, We all offend in many ways. We all stumble in many ways. But if a man does not stumble in his words, the same as a perfect individual. He says, and he is able also to control the entire body as well. This explains a lot of things. If a person is loose with their words, they'll probably be loose with different areas of their life as well. Because he says, the man that is able to control his words, he's able also to control his entire body, his entire life. This explains the reason why some women are not married yet, despite the age they're at, because of how they talk. This also explains why some men are in the state they are in today, because of their language. A man that has no control over his tongue can be trusted to control his life or even over his body. And the Bible says us know that that ability, if you want to know a man who will be able to be, who can control not just himself, but other areas, other matters, check his language, check his words. Does he have control of what he says or he speaks according to the moment or according to how whatever is on the, on the spell of the moment? There are women like that too. There's no control over the power. And with a little observation, I've come to realize that women that are like that, you check their life very closely and you realize there's a lot of looseness in certain areas. Things are haphazard. It's the same for men too. You will see a man that for donkey years has nothing to write him about but he's so proud when it comes to talking ah now we ah guy and they are just walking and going like that they misbehave though insult you talk anyhow rough rough and they are just going and their whole life is loose the same way their tongue is loose their whole life is loose they they have a number one spot at the taxi front they're loading taxi, they know the drivers, they know the, 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 the station manager, they know them or they have their spots. When you are when you load the taxi and they are going, cast from beginning to end. 
so too the tongue is a small part of the body yet it has great pretensions he said think how small a flame sets a huge forest ablaze so in the second illustration the illustration of a ship and regardless how big it is it is controlled by a small rudder that's the steer and that steer he likens it to our tongue it is amazing when we are enlightened by some of these things because it opens to us a whole new world of possibilities and a whole new understanding from that thing which looks so little in your mouth, the tongue. It is a tongue that is used to pray. It is a tongue that is used to prophesy. It is a mouth and words that God used to create. Curses also come from words. Tell me what isn't connected to words. So God is trying to show us that your mouth was not given to you for Davi's beans. And Amelia is watching that every day. You are constant. You must get it first in the morning. Amelia is watching. And some of you have a special place with Davis beans. You know the ghetto. Your mouth wasn't given to you just for that. It was given to you to operate the way God operates. Are you following what I'm saying? Every man's life will eventually go in the direction of his words. The next thing I want you to note, words are pictures of what was, what is, and what can be. Words are pictures of what was, what is, and what can be. I remember the story of a, a gentleman that passed away, disconnected to the previous points, words are directions. And when he passed away, there was a, a prophet of God that was called upon. He was actually in the hospital before he passed away and he was called upon. And then when the prophet got there and wanted to pray for the young man, God told him no. So he was like, God, why? The Lord said no. So he had been wondering, ah, why? Then the Lord now began to speak to him and said to him that he has set certain laws in motion that cannot be reversed at this point. So he didn't, he didn't get it. He wasn't too clear about it. He was still wondering, ah, what did this man do? Oh, because ah. Lord, you always say is to pray for the sick and they shall be healed, so on and so forth. So, because God instructed him that way, he really couldn't do much. But after that time, he met the younger brother of that gentleman, and then they happened to be having a conversation. And so, in the conversation, he was asking and trying to find out more about this person. And then the younger brother told him that for some reason, when they were young, every time they are playing, right, they are playing on outside in the park, or they are growing at different age, you know, ages. His brother would just tell him that he's not really sure he was going to pass age 47. They used to think that it was just one of those things. But for some reason, he used to say it. So it became something that they knew he had been saying it. He had been talking like that, he has been speaking like that. And then, sure enough, by 47 was when he was hospitalized. And he passed away shortly after. So, the prophet said that when the brother said that, it now was making sense to him that, oh, okay, this is why this couldn't be changed at this point in time. Because the boy had set some laws in motion that were, that were working, regardless of his age or his 
whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter what he was eating. He could have, he could have been eating good, taking well man, taking selectivity, ejapia, all the, all the medicinal herbs you know. None of them would have been strong enough to override the spiritual, because he had been setting those laws in motion, and they were working ahead of him. He was probably less than twenty when he began saying that. But 27 years out of his life, his life had already been programmed by the things he had said. Because our words are like a programming software. They program the realm of our spirits. You see? And then they frame. That is what the Bible refers to in Hebrews 11 as a frame. In Hebrews 11, the Bible says that by faith or through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It's like what the, the engineer or the computer guy will tell you, software coding or coding. We code so Bible says through words the world was framed in fact when you go to Genesis 1 how the things in the earth operate were from the words God used to frame the world and in your life your words will frame your life if you if you make it a habit to speak according to your circumstances and how things are bad that is what you'll be programming your life to go in. Because God is not expecting you to just speak what you are seeing. He's expecting you to place priority on speaking what you want your life to be like. Yeah. That is why he tells you to speak his word. I hear what I'm saying. Yes, That's why he tells you to speak his word. You have that power to set into motion, into establishment, those things that your life is supposed to be like. And you have to have the conviction of these things. The reason why some people's words don't work is because they have not understood the, the, the power behind their words and they don't have the conviction. It is the reason why the seven sons of Sceva were beaten by that demon spirit. Because they had no conviction. They saw Paul casting out devils in Jesus' name and saw some others doing the same. Then they also went and said, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Come out. The demon said, Demon was resting on. Nobody has studied. He's just thinking about his judgment and every other thing. And you guys came and said, We adjure you by Jesus Christ whom Paul preaches. Come out of this man. Demon said, Huh? And he said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? <laughs> and the Bible says there's seven guys. One, 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 one demon possessed guy. He scattered them and tore their clothes to the runaway. One guy against seven. Demonic possession is not, it's superhuman strength. Like the man of Gadara. How can you tear chains? Yeah, but superhuman strength, you tear. That's what something was operating by. Bible said, every time you read about something in the book of Judges, Bible said, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and then he did extraordinary. Superhuman strength. All the things we see in this world, science fiction and those things they're trying to do, they are just trying to mimic the spiritual because deep down in man, there is an awareness that there is a dimension and realm beyond just what we see. It is a reason why the intellectuals try, because deep down is there. It's a reason why the intellectuals try to come up with ideas and magic and stories and then these movies come out and then have Superman flying and then have this man doing and then something happen. <laughs> it's because deep down, in, and it's the same one for the Kumau people as well. Not only the Hollywood and Marvel people. It is deep rooted in man. 
Yeah. And if you like Bollywood as well. <laughs> Bollywood is where <laughs> Bollywood is there is the waste. Bollywood is where somebody will be riding a motorbike and chasing a car and suddenly the car passes by and then the motorbike will you know, ride the, 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 the building and then jump off the building and then bounce twice. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. Bollywood is where gunshots can be fired. And after the guns have entered your head, like, ah, you shot me. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. And then. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> Praise God. But you see, behind all of this is that deep seated awareness in the heart of men that there is a realm beyond what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we can feel. I hear what I'm saying. Yes, and that awareness is what God wants us to have the actual truth. His word is what provides us the actual truth to navigate that reality. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Yes, so, as I was saying with Samson, superhuman strength, and then with the jawbone of an ass, he slew a thousand trained soldiers. How can this happen? Supernatural. With the jawbone of an ass, a thousand trained soldiers of war with their ammo. He slew them. He killed them all. One man. Not 300 men. Not 40 men. Not 722. A thousand. He slew them all. Yeah. Because when that happens, that, that jawbone is no more a jawbone. It is a bazooka. <laughs> if it touches you, that's the end. The impact at which it will hit... I don't know if some of you have used to play these video games. Okay, the girls, maybe not many of you. But the guys, okay, even in Mortal Kombat and Tekken, some of them, you know, you give somebody a kick and then they'll slow motion the thing for you. Then you will see their ribs and everything cracking from that kick. I'm sure that's how Samson's one is. That's one on the head, then everything dismantled and superhuman strength. These guys that went to approach this demon, they didn't have conviction. No understanding or awareness. You see? That is why the word of God is taught. So it can bring understanding which will produce conviction. Then you practice the word. Are you following? Yes, sir. Two-thirds of Jesus Christ's ministry was dedicated to teaching because of how important it is. The cure also for unbelief is teaching. In Mark 6, when he went to Nazareth, his own hometown, where they could not receive from him because of familiarity and unbelief, after he tried, the Bible says he could not do many mighty miracles there. Not that he did not or he could not. That's what the Bible says. Meaning he tried. But unbelief and familiarity kept stopping any mighty work from happening. The Bible says he did only a few little things. What did he resort to after that? He began to teach. Because that's a cure for unbelief. You see? The mind is so powerful that if God does not get the right stuff into your spirit, through your mind... You are going to try every other area trying to make things work and it is not going to work because you've not checked here. You've not worked here. You've not worked here. And the word of God is what does that. Is that what I'm saying? Yes, sir. 
So you don't play with those things that the Spirit of God brings to you through His Word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's look at this a verse or two before we close our time. It's beyond. I'll go into this more on Wednesday. Those of you who miss Wednesday service, you miss a lot. Because Wednesdays, I have time to actually go spontaneously by the Spirit into the Scriptures. And we learn a lot. You see, and I was telling you that time, I don't know the kind of Christianity that some of you were raised in, but it is not the one I'm raising you in. Where you go to church only on Sunday. Sunday to Sunday. Sunday to Sunday. No, 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 no. no. Please. That is not acceptable. Midweek, you've got to be in church. Are you hear what I'm saying? You've got to be in church. The same people go to work Monday to Friday, some of them even Saturday, and stay there for eight, nine hours. Church, you'll be there and spend two, three hours, twice a week, and it has been difficult for you. No, you need to check. You need to check it. Tell somebody beside you, check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Tell them check it and you nod your head, check it. Check it. Check it. Praise God. Check it. So, words are pictures of what was, what is, and what can be. Hallelujah. Let me show you what can be from words and then we call it a day for today. Amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 1. Quick, Joshua chapter 1. Hallelujah. Okay. So, verse 8. Are you there? Okay, he says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have a thou shalt have good success. Hallelujah. Now, these words that God is speaking to Joshua are showing him a picture of what can be. Are you getting me? They are showing him a picture of what can be. And that's one of the things that words are. When prophetic utterances come, or when we, we hear the word of God, or when we hear certain statements, from those words, we see a picture, all right? A picture of what can be. And those same words can show us a picture of what was, what is. It doesn't, if you are a very sensitive or spiritual person, all you may need is to hear somebody speak for a short while, and you can tell a lot from what they've said. Because in those words are pictures. You just have to look at them. That's why when a guy comes your way and he's, you start talking with him and you start hearing us what he's saying, he's talking to you, you should be able to see whether this one is fit or not. You see? Some women are very beautiful until they start talking. That's all. Very, very beautiful until they start talking. When they start talking, no, mm, okay, mm, we'll meet again. <laughs> That's all. We shall meet. Because as they are talking, the pictures are coming and like, who are you? Praise God. Hallelujah. So words are pictures of what was, what is, and what can be. Praise God. You can listen to more inspiring, uplifting, and spirit-filled sermons and teachings from our man of God, Reverend Elijah, on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every other podcast platform at Christ Glory Ministries. God bless you.